This is my Bible. I am what it says I am. I can have what it says I can have. Today, I'm ready to receive the incorruptible, ever-living seed of the Word of God. Come, Holy Spirit, have your way in this place. Come, Holy Spirit, have your way in my life. I'll never be the same. Come on. In Jesus' name, amen. Now your best shout ever. It's a good shout. Luke chapter 18, starting in verse 1. One day, Jesus told his disciples a story to show that they, would, that they should always pray and never give up. There was a judge in a certain city, he said, who, who neither feared God nor cared about people. A widow of that city came to him repeatedly saying, give me justice in this dispute with my enemy. The judge ignored her for a while, but finally he said to himself, I don't fear God or care about people, but this woman is driving me crazy. I'm going to see, I'm going to see that she gets justice because she is wearing me out with her constant request. Then the Lord said, Learn a lesson from this unjust judge. Even he rendered a just decision in the end. So why do you think God will surely give justice to his chosen people who cry out to him day and night? Will he keep putting them off? I tell you, he will grant justice to them quickly. But When the Son of Man returns, how many will he find on the earth who have faith? Amen. Thank you, Ryan. Come on, give God a hand for the word. You may be seated. Thank you for being here today. I pray what I share with you blesses you. If you're new, we're going through a series called Jesus Said What? That Just things that I wrestled with in my walk with him. And uh, If you read the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, it, it is an interesting thing that he shows up and says things that are so profound. People even think he's out of his mind. His own family says he's crazy. His brothers say he's, he's lunatic. Uh, people call him the devil. Some say he's the son of God, some say he's a prophet, but most of the time when he spoke, they would scratch their head or say things like, you, you say things that nobody's ever said before. And I like that about him. I like the fact that the son of God showed up and was not afraid to talk about things that needed to be talked about and to say things that needed to be said. And so in my walk with him, there's been a lot of things I agreed with when I read it, and there's been others that have challenged me. And others, I've had to really struggle to go, okay, what does this mean? So let's jump into what was read today by Ryan. One day, Jesus told his disciples a story. I don't know if the story's true or not. I mean, not true in the sense that maybe it was just an object lesson or if there really is, this really happened. And so Jesus is kind of connecting it. But it, it's an interesting story because he goes ahead and tells us like there's no... There's no speculation of what this is about. You know, you read some parables and people are like, well, it's really about this. No, it's about that. Jesus just dives off the cliff here and says, hey, before you all try to speculate what I'm talking about, <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and tell you what I'm talking about. He said, you should always pray and never give up. And when I read that from him, I, if I judge myself, A, I don't know if I always pray. I think prayer sometimes is connected to when I fall apart, I pray. Or when I eat my lunch, I pray. Or if I eat my dinner, I pray. Or if I get caught in traffic, I pray. Or if a cop pulls me over, I pray. Or 
my parents found out I was looking at porn, I pray. I, so prayer is kind of connected to this victimization of I'm in trouble, I need help. And that's good. I'm, I, I don't bemoan that. I think, I think it's the nature of when you're in trouble, you, you go to a higher power. You, but when he says always, it, it almost lends itself that there's, there's a difference in what we've said. It's a prayer hour. If you've been religious long enough, it's prayer meeting. They call it prayer meeting. We're going to have a midweek prayer service. Let's come to a prayer time. Or we're going to do Daniel 21 days of prayer. If you can make 21 days, you almost feel super spiritual. But to just always pray. And I think some people do. I've met some that do. I would love to tell you, I'm just being gut level honest, that I pray every day. I read my Bible every day. I'm proud of that. But my prayers... I guess it would depend on how you judge that. If you judge Mark comes down here and kneels at an altar and starts my watch and goes, okay, I'm going to give God an hour, then I'm flunking across the board. Um, if, if it's Mark gets up every morning and has his coffee and his prayer time, I don't. I don't, I don't do that either. Uh, and, and sometimes I feel less spiritual because of that because I hear people who say, oh, I get up every morning before I even start my day. I, I, I spend time with God. And I don't even comment because I start feeling immediately guilty like, oh, dude, I get up and have coffee, but I didn't pray. I'm just thinking, is my coffee strong or not? And if it's not, I'm angry. <laughs> I wish I was a little more spiritual. Um, I don't pray at night because that's when I read my Bible. So I read my Bible, but I don't do prayers. But, so I'm just being honest with you. However, if you ask me, do I always pray? I would say it depends on what you want to judge that. If you mean that I'm constantly aware that God is with me and in me, riding with me, sleeping with me, walking with me, and working with me, then I'm praying a lot. Because as I'm riding, I'm not thinking, oh, I need to talk to him because it's a traffic jam. I'm just riding. And I, most of you, I won't say most, I hope, I try to give my number, personal cell phone, to everybody. And I've heard people say, you do that? Aren't you afraid of crazy people? No, I just block you. If It's, <laughs> it's, not, it's not like that bothers me. I, what if they keep bothering you? I'll block them. I don't. But I've never had anybody bother me. I've never had anybody, you know, be mean to me when I give my number out. So I do this a lot. Like I'll be riding down the road and you'll just, David Stone's face will just pop in front of me. And so I'll just go, hey David, wanted you to know I love you and I'm praying for you. And I'll send that. I think, I, I mean I'm looking at most of you, I don't know everybody personally. But I see a lot of you, and I think, yeah, I've sent you a text, and you a text, and you a text, you, 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 and you, and you, and you, and you, and you. And most everybody in every section's nodding. Because I, I genuinely, if you talk always pray, then, okay, yes. I, I try to do that. I try, we're riding down the road, and I'll think of Amelia May at school, and think, my God, I remember when I was in school. Oh, bless you, Amelia. I hope you're doing good. Don't flunk. Amen. You know? <laughs> So that's more my prayer life. My prayer life is I'm just trying to be aware all the time. 
I'm trying to think of, of how God fits in my everyday life because before I did this, I checked the box. And if I didn't make my box, which was my 9 o'clock to whenever prayer time, I just felt guilty. I felt, ugh. And so I found what worked for me. So this is not my message today, but I do want to encourage you. Sometimes it's not as hard as we make it. Always pray would just mean, is God always at the front of your thinking? And if He is, are you willing to talk to Him any time? Whether that's 10 seconds or whether it's 10 hours. It just feels good to be thought about sometime. Robin and I, we, I text this way, okay, love you, uh-huh, <laughs> sup. She texts where I have to pull over the car <laughs> and scroll for 10 minutes. Oh, God, woman, dear Lord. And all she wanted to do was just say hello, and it's just, oh, jeez. But it does feel nice to be thought about. There's something that intrinsically meaningful when you feel thought about. And so when he says always pray, maybe he just says, do you always think about me or do you just only think about me when you're in trouble? Or am I always thought about or am I just like an old girlfriend that when you want a booty call, you call me? I mean, really, I'm not, I mean, that rude, but I mean, we treat him that way sometimes. Like, okay, I'm bored. I guess I'll go to church. And I think maybe Jesus starts out, but the the blue words are, are really what today is about. It's that he connected prayer to my emotional state of being. I'm to never give up. And I will tell you, I have flunked the blue words a whole bunch. Because there's times I'm like, dude, I think I'm talking to you, but you're not talking back. I think I'm asking things and you're ignoring me. I mean, I'm asking you to do things for me that I'd do for you if you asked me, but hey, come on. And so once you realize that prayer is connected to your emotional health, It may tell us why so many people are emotional wrecks today. Because maybe we've connected prayer more toward a physical status of I'm really in trouble and less than an emotional status. That my prayer life could be connected to my emotional stability? And that's difficult. I always joke, but it's true. Robin doesn't think it's a joke, but I was a professional powder. Could have written a book on it could have written the book and then had a second volume come out. (laughs) Because I don't mind being religious and praying, but man, my emotions, fear, anxiety, just just a bad day, just a didn't go well today, just a the first thing on my thought, it didn't go well today. Well, maybe I get a shot of whiskey. It didn't go well today. Maybe I'm going to slam doors. It didn't go well today. Maybe I'm going to ignore my wife. It didn't go well today. Just leave me alone. I need a break. Because the thing about it is, I guess he knew that all of us were emotional beings, so he really encouraged all of us to talk to him. 
So this is what I want to talk about today, the thought. Here's the thought. What you think about Jesus, this has been our phrase every time. Who he is, what he says matters greatly. And if you believe in him, oh, this hurts, you should never give up. You should never give up. And this bothers me because there are times I think, yeah, you should give up. It just, it's not going to work. It just, I'm tired of praying. I'm tired of talking about it. My husband's never going to be different. My marriage will never be different. I have asked God 20 times to heal my hip. Nothing. Share something very personal with you. Um, November of last year, maybe, or it was longer than that, was it two years ago, November. I got COVID but didn't know it because I didn't have the fever, cough, and cold. I just started having these weird heart palpitations, losing my breath, uh, like just random heart, just start weird things. And I'm like, okay, I got even Even sometimes preaching, I would just kind of, to the best of my ability, kind of get my mind in. Like, I don't want to pass out here on the stage. But And about a month Two months went by, that was happening, uh, and then it just went away, just totally. And then right on the heels of that comes this weird rash all over my body. So I'm like, oh God, that just, what's up? Itch all the time. And then nerve things started happening. My hands started going numb. I couldn't really play guitar. I couldn't feel anything in these two fingers or these two fingers. So that's really a weird thing. Like you're perfectly healthy, but now... You're itching, you have a rash everywhere, you look like you fell into some, you know, fire ant bed every time you go to the gym, your whole hand down here is numb, and it just wasn't a good year at all. Uh, I, I still went to the gym every day, but I was in so much pain in my body that it was just miserable. John kept me going, and I would show up with him, I'd be dude, I just can't, I just hurt, like everything hurts. I bought a massager at home, and I would... Rob, I'm like, are you okay? I'm like, I just hurt. Like, my whole body, my muscles hurt, my joints, everything. Just, But I just kept going. And I prayed this prayer every night. Weird prayer, but I'd pray this. I'd lay down at bed and I'd go, God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. I'm just hurting. I need you to take the pain away. And I need you to heal the numbness in my hands and... Amen. I've prayed that for a year and a half. A week ago, two, well, two weeks ago, I, I showed up to the gym and I told John, I said, dude, I, it's the first day in a year and a half I've not hurt. Come on, somebody. <laughs> I like the first day. I don't know why it took God a year and a half. I don't know why God just, what, he, he likes it? Like, I just like seeing you in pain, boy. I don't know. But there were times I thought, why even pray? He's God. If he wants to heal me, he will. Wake up this morning and both fingers are numb. Well, all right, just keep my hands in my pocket. That's the best thing to do. Plus, it keeps my pants up. So, <laughs> I don't know. So, why even pray? I mean, really, this is kind of human to God. Why do you want me to pray if you're not going to do it? Like to me, if you ask me and I do it, you should at least comp a brother back and do what I ask you to do. Or otherwise, why are you even asking me to ask you? 
just stay away. I'll figure it out. I can Google. I'll figure out what's going on. So the you should never give up tells me this about our emotional state of being. And this is going to sting. I don't mean it to hurt anybody's feelings. But you just don't get always what you want when you want it. You just don't get what you want when you want it. If you get what you want, when you want, every time you want, you're a spoiled child. There is not a parent in the room that gives their kid what they want, when they want, how they want, every time. Sometimes you're like, no, you're not having a blizzard with your broccoli. You're so mean, I can't believe it, you don't even care about me. And you're the adult, you're like, dude, I care about you because you're still alive. (laughs) Everybody laughing are the parents, they're all like, oh yeah. It's so funny, Olivia comes up with her new baby, Johnny Love, and she's holding Johnny Love like this, and she walks over to grandmother, Birdie, they call her. Why? They, Birdie. I only think middle finger when I think Birdie, but they call her Birdie. <laughs> they, and she, Olivia just walks up. You can just see this mother is about to have shaking baby syndrome. Anybody ever had that syndrome? Like somebody better come get this kid right now. And Olivia just walks up with these glazed over eyes and just passes the baby off to grandmama. And just walks up. This is, I don't go into it, but she's like, you just go out and take her for a while. <laughs> oh, we've all been there. We've all been there. God, just take my baby. And God's like, nope, nope, not going to do it now. <laughs> but there are times even parenting, you feel like I'm just going to give up. Stubborn little kid. Olivia. She was young, and she, she was real, we call it stubborn. I call it strong-willed. Those are great women when they become an adult, but when they're a kid, ugh. <laughs> strong-willed kid is called demon-possessed. That's a... <laughs> <laughs> and so she was in the room, and Robin said, do not, do not leave this room. If you leave this room, now this is my three-year-old daughter. She backs up to the doorway of the room. Remember that? Backs up to the doorway. Now here's the door. And Robin goes, you do not go through that door. If you do, you're getting a spanking. And she takes her foot and just... (laughs) Oh, no! In that moment, you wonder, what am I raising? This isn't a human. And then that's when we blame it. She's just like you. I sometimes think God does that. I think sometimes he looks over at Jesus going, not like you. He looks over at Lucifer and goes, they're just like you. They're just, you should never give up. So that's what I want to talk about. I want to talk about how I've learned when I don't get what I want, how not to give up. And keep praying every night, God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, I thank you that you hear my prayer. And I lift it up to you one more time. That the numbness in my hands are going to go away. And if there's something I need to do or a doctor I need to see, just tell me. Otherwise, I'm coming back to you again and again and again. And I'll see you tomorrow night with the same prayer again 
And so this is what I want to share with you today, how to never give up. There was a judge in a certain city. Remember, it's a story, and the lady with the problem says, give me justice. This is a thought I had. Most Christians don't like to think about God being a judge. We like to think about him as a kind-hearted, loving daddy. Maybe not even a daddy, more granddaddy. Just gives you whatever you want. They drop you off with the granddaddy and they say, now don't give them any junk. And you're like, okay. <laughs> None. And as soon as they're gone, you ready to go? You ready to go with Pop Pop Dairy Queen? Don't tell your mama now. Oh, I won't Pop Pop. Yeah, because if you do, you'll never come back over again. <laughs> I'm going to be a great granddaddy, right? But one thing, and I think all of us that are children that have grown up in a family, we don't like it when the parent becomes a judge. When the parent says something we don't want to hear, requires something we don't want to do, and backs us into a corner with, don't ever forget, I'm a father, but I'm also a judge. And when Jesus this time ties prayer in, he doesn't tie it into our Father who art in heaven. He's done that already. This one he ties prayer to, he's not just a father, he's a judge. If you only see him as father, then you're going to think he should give me everything I want, when I want, how I want. Without even, he's just a good, good father. But if Jesus pulls over and says, yes, he is, that's the Our Father prayer. But there's another prayer where you have to see him as a judge. I don't like that. Because that means that he's the one that calls the shots. That means that he's the one that determines what I get. That means he's the one. But at the same time, he's, he's saying that like I am a judge and I will make the determination. But I still want you to come to me anyway. So here's the thought. The judge ignored her. You ever felt ignored by God? You ever felt like you're praying for your child and nothing's changing? You're praying to your, for your marriage and nothing's changing? You're asking God to change his heart, but his heart's not changing. You're asking God to heal this problem, but the problem's not being healed. Now this is the story. Here's what's weird. Jesus picks a story to tell us how to pray, but the person that's the subject of the story is a tyrant of a fella. He, he picks the rudest of the rude to say, well, I want to tell you a story about praying. I want to tell you about a judge that will just ignore you, a judge that doesn't even fear God, a judge that doesn't even care about people. And then down at the very bottom, this woman who's, who's understanding that Yes, you are a judge, and yes, you don't even care about people, and yes, you are ignoring me, but I really don't care because I'm going to keep on, and I'm going to keep on, and I'm going to keep on because if I know one thing, I know that you can do something about it. We're not even talking God yet. We're just talking about a woman that understood that the person who held the answer was ignoring her and, and was giving her the cold shoulder, but, but to her, she didn't become a victim. She just knocked harder. Because she knew that she knew that the door I'm knocking on holds my answer. 
verses when I've been knocking, my knuckles hurt. He's never going to answer. He's just mean. He's just a narcissistic, self-absorbed person who doesn't even care about people. That's probably 90% of the people, not this lady. Because what bothers me about her is she constantly kept knocking. Constantly kept going. Honey, he's going to ignore you. I don't care. I don't care. He's not going to pay attention to you. Knock, knock. I don't care. I'm going to go. Well, I thought you went yesterday. I did, and I'm going today at noon. You want to come? I thought you went at noon. I did, but I'm going back at 5 o'clock because that's when he's home. The Bible doesn't say how long she knocked, but long enough, he's like, dude, this, this, this chick's driving me insane. Oh, Lord. So now Jesus even again ties that emotions are part of prayer. She's desperate, but she's not giving up, and he's sick of hearing it. But she knows one thing. The person who's ignoring me, sick of hearing it, and doesn't even care is the person that holds the answer, and I'm not shutting up. The only way I will shut up is you'll have to kill me. And I'm knocking every day. So here's what happens in the thing with the constant request. Constantly praying and never giving up is directly related to you. Do you truly believe God is just? Do you really believe He's just? In other words, do you believe that whatever He decides is right? My personal opinion is I don't like that. I like He's right if I think He's right. He's right if it fits me. He's right if he does what I want him to, but he's right all the time, regardless. So really connected to my emotional state of being is not am I in trouble and do I talk to God, but do I believe that the person I'm talking to ultimately, here's the thing, do I believe that ultimately he always does what is right? And I'll just be honest, that is difficult. Because when I'm the one waiting, I'm the one in pain, I'm the one with a numb finger, I'm the one asking every night, I'm the one doing my part down here, I feel like you're ignoring me, I feel like you're not doing your part, it's hard to just keep on praying. Until you come to, and this is where I've come in my life over the years, you're God. And whatever you do is right. I'm just going to keep praying because I know what you're going to do is right. I'm going to keep asking because I know what you do is right. Here's the scripture. And then the Lord, now here's what's interesting, said learn a lesson. In other words, there's some things God can tell you that we're just too stubborn to get. So he says, well, I want you to learn a lesson from this unjust dude that ignored a woman, didn't fear God, doesn't care about people. I'm going to use that guy to teach you a lesson about praying and never giving up. And here's the lesson. He even says that the unjust judge was unjust. He admits it. He admits that he ignored the woman. He admits that he gave her the cold shoulder. He admits that he probably withheld his judgment. But he said... Even he rendered a just decision. 
there's something very weird about justice because if it goes my way, it was just. If it doesn't go my way, oh, God is unjust. The guy that killed, uh, ran over Monica, I was married really young and Monica got hit by a drunk driver and died. I was in my early 20s, and so we sued the guy, right? I mean, he's drunk driving. We sued him. We're going to federal court, and we got him dead to right. I mean, we have him dead to right, except that I never factored that he was very wealthy. His family was very wealthy, and they hired very wealthy lawyers to come from Atlanta. And do you know they got off scot-free because of this? He was so drunk, but he woke up in the hospital, and they were putting alcohol on his arm to give him a shot. He remembers this, and then the next day had a ham, or, or the night before, had a ham sandwich with laced potato chips and cheese. That was their case. Two people dead, but the drunk guy remembers swab of alcohol on my arm, and the night before I had a ham and cheese sandwich with laced potato chips. And they brought in all the professional people who were brilliant. And here's what they determined scientifically. The alcohol swab on his arm and the ham and cheese sandwich with the laced potato chips had certain chemicals that would cause the blood alcohol content to go up and appear higher than it really was because of his nutritional things of what he ate and the alcohol. And the bro got off. You... So you can imagine when you're looking at a tombstone of a wife and you're thinking you got off because a ham and cheese sandwich? Right? That's not just. That's unjust. At least it felt unjust. It just depends on which of us you asked. If you ask him, oh, dude, that was just because I ate a ham sandwich. I should have never done that. How many of you knew a ham and cheese sandwich could make you have a DUI? I never knew it. Come in the door, hey, honey, you been drinking? Nope. Had that sandwich. <laughs> so I do know what unjust feels like, and when you feel like it's unjust, you just want to give up. Oh, but not, not this story. God is just. So why don't you cry out to him every day, day and night? Why are you giving up on a just God? And the reality is we give up because we don't feel like he's just. We give up because we feel like he did us wrong. We give up because he let my marriage go bad. We give up because my kid died. We give up because my dad got sick. We give up because my grandfather. We give up. We give up. We just give up because we feel like he's ripping us off. He's cheating us. He's ignoring us. He didn't do what I wanted him to do. I prayed this prayer. He didn't answer that prayer. Therefore, he's not just. So I'm giving up. I don't even want to do this anymore. And especially I think that's fair when a parent or a, you, you bury a loved one, right? A, a spouse buries a spouse, a parent buries a child. You just cannot justify on the earthly realm that there's anything just about that. Until we would stand in front of the people that died and buried and they're standing there in the presence of God beside Jesus and we go, hey, do you feel like this guy Jesus ripped you off because you left me real quick? And they look at the Son of God and they're like, yeah, no, I, I'm good. I, I don't feel ripped off. 
that's hard for me on the earthly side to feel like that God could be so just because it's really about me. He's not just unless my emotional state of being is satisfied. He can never be just as long as I'm not happy. I'm, he's only just when I'm completely satisfied. And what it does is it removes his justice. There's not one person in his presence, in my opinion, that would ever want to come back. Even though I may want them to. I'm sure one day my parents are in their 80s. We will put them in the ground as they go to be with the Father God and I'm sure there'll be moments where I miss them and I miss talking with them. I miss eating lunch with them. I miss golfing with them. But if I went up to my dad and said, Hey, you want to come back and golf on Thursday? He's going to be like, No, you want to come up here and golf with me? And both of us are going to say no. I'm going to say, Well, no, I really don't want to leave the kids right now, but I miss you. Well, I miss you. And the end result is God is just on both counts. But if you don't believe he's just, you give up. My dad didn't stay with my mom, so he's not just. He, he let my cousin die anyway, so he's not just. And it brings us to the conclusions of the thoughts. Let's look at them. It's easy to give up when you feel God's unjust because he isn't giving you what you want. Really, that's what this is about. is We pray but don't get what we want, so we give up. And then when we give up, we blame it on God that he's not giving me what I want. But here's how it plays itself out and what I've landed on so that I don't become a bitter Christian. So I don't just quit praying and go, and this is, a, this is the challenge here. You quit praying and you just go, oh, he's God. He does whatever he wants to do anyway, so why even pray? Why even ask him? He's going to do what he wants to do. Well, if he did what he wanted to do, the unjust judge would have never helped the woman knocking. So sometimes what it's teaching me in this story is God may not be doing anything, but because you keep coming to him over and over and over and over, he's like, okay, let's do this. Which is weird, because you think if he's God, he'd do it anyway, but no, he's not going to do it anyway, because there's something he loves about you coming to him every day to keep asking him about it. Years ago, I, wanted, if I say years, I was eight. I wanted a horse. We lived in the city. Dad, I want a horse. Son, we live in a city. I don't care. The Bible says we can have whatever we say. The Bible says we can ask. And so every, I don't know, this sounds so dumb. I lived in the city. I wanted a horse. When I say city, think subdivision. Like you have a dog, but not us. We're going to have a horse in the backyard. Uh, every night my dad would read the Bible to me. He said, let's say our prayers. Heavenly Father, I thank you. You're going to give me a horse. You're going to speak to my daddy to give me that horse. Amen. I did that every night for a year and a half. Little eight-year-old boy. My dad finally bought me a horse. We had to keep it across town. I couldn't get there. I couldn't drive. I was too young. So he would have to get off work, which was rare because he was a CPA, drive me across town, which was usually about dark time, to ride a horse. So it sounds romantic. So I ask him, the horse dies two years later, thank God. And uh, I asked Dad later, I said, Dad, this is the honest truth. I said, Dad, 
why in God's name living in the city would you get me a horse? This is his exact words. You just have to know my dad to appreciate this. His exact words, because you wouldn't shut up about it. <laughs> Sometimes I think God would just like to say, well, why would you finally do that? Because you just wouldn't shut up. You kept coming to me like I could do something. Well, of course I thought you could do. I know I could, and that's why I did it. Because you moved me to work, because you moved me, because you kept coming to me knowing I could do something about it, and you kept coming, you kept coming, you never would leave me alone. And finally I thought, you're right, I can do something about it, and I did it. So the word just means this, it means to vindicate, it means to avenge. Everybody knows the Avengers. It means that God will do something to satisfy the justice. Meaning whenever it's finished, whenever the prayer is answered, whatever has happened, the end result is, here's the deal, God is always right. Always right. Tony Stark, always right. Always right. And so God says, I will exact a satisfaction here. Now, this is what throws me. i got to hurry. This is what throws me. How can I be satisfied when I don't get what I want? Because as a child, I'm only satisfied when I get what I want. So how can you say you're going to give me justice but not give me what I want? All right, that's my thought. I'm going to end with this. Here it is. Justice isn't connected to whether I get what I want, but whether I believe God will avenge what He wants. And thus I will always pray and never give up because my prayer is, God, the end result is I want you to do what you want, but I'm going to keep coming to you telling you what I want. I'm coming to you every day to tell you what I want. I'm going to show up knocking on the door to tell you what I want. But if for some reason it goes bad, I'm not going to think, well, God just never gives me what I want. I'm just going to go, well, maybe what I wanted wasn't what he wanted, so I'm okay, but I'm going to keep coming anyway. Now, once I learned this as an adult, it made my prayer life and my emotional state of being so much better because how does God satisfy Mark if he doesn't give me everything I want? But I could tell you today, I'm perfectly happy. I'm glad God's God. I still have a prayer list this long of unanswered prayers, but I'm still praying them. I'm still holding on. Why are you still praying things he hasn't even answered for years? Because I believe he's the one that has the answer. And as long as I'm on the planet, I'm going to go to the one that I feel like has the answer to this problem. Well, why hadn't he answered you? I don't know, but he's got the answer, and I'm going to keep on going back. Well, it seems to me you'd just shut up after a while because you're obviously not going to get it. No, I'm not shutting up because I believe he's just, and I'm going to keep going back and keep knocking on the door. And as a matter of fact, I'm not going to quit praying it until either I give what I want or he becomes just, but I'm going to die praying what I want until he reveals to me that's not what he wants. And this is the scripture that popped into my heart. Everyone that is a believer knows it. It's from Paul who writes, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. The good, the bad, and the ugly. And then tell him what you need. So it's kind of weird. Like he even gives us the opportunity to be selfish. Just tell me what you need. And then thank me. For what I've done for you. 
So one reason I keep going back telling him what I need is, well, he's done some good things for me. So I want to just keep going to him, going, look, here's what I need. You told me to bring it. There's what I need. They told me to bring it. There's what I need. Well, you're not even doing anything about the need, but I'm bringing it to you every day because you told me about an unjust judge, and I believe you are the judge. So there it is again. God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, I thank you that when I wake up in the morning, every bit of numbness in my hands will be gone, and I thank you that the muscle pain in my body will be gone, and I thank you I know you can do it, and I believe you can do it. Every single night. But it says this, maybe the satisfaction, here's where we land the plane. Maybe the satisfaction is not that I get my answer, but that I find peace. Because truly that's what prayer is about, an emotional connection. But you didn't get what you want. I got total peace, man. But you didn't get your prayer answered. Ain't no big deal. I'm asking him again tomorrow. But it didn't go the way you thought it would go. Yeah, I know, but it's all right. I got peace, man. But he got off with a ham and cheese sandwich. Yeah, that's good. No problem. I got peace today, though. I'm at total peace. That whatever happened, happened. I'm good. Well, it doesn't feel good. Oh, I know it doesn't feel good. I can't explain it. I'm not telling you I'm satisfied because I got my answer. I'm satisfied because I'm at peace about it. And I suddenly realized that to pray and never give up is not connected. Pray, never give up because I always get my answers. But pray and never give up because I have peace. And my peace keeps me going back. My peace keeps me running. And he says this, that peace, here's where it gets really interesting. A little too deep for today, but it was a good thought. His peace will guard your heart and your mind. Meaning this is the way I translate Mark, oh, yes, I'm a dad. Yes, I'm a dad. I'd love to give you everything you want, when you want it, and how you want it. But I'm also a dad that knows more than you know. So you're not going to always get what you want, when you want, how you want. But listen, I would rather you run to me every day and ask me than going out thinking the world's going to do it for you. Getting ripped off and drunk and ticked off and mad, blaming me. Just keep coming back to me, boy. I, I will tell you the end result will be if you'll keep coming back to me, even if you don't have the answer you want, you will have peace that I'm the one in charge and whatever I decide is going to work for you, your marriage, your children, and everything else. And when you die and get up here to me, you won't look me in the face and go, you ripped me off. You will look me in the face and say, you were a just God. And that, here's the end, just takes maturity. Because my immaturity wants what I want, when I want, when I pray it, and how I want it. But my maturity is I'm going to pray it, I'm going to ask it, I'm going to give it. And if it doesn't come when I want it, I'm at total peace that Daddy God knows what I need. And I'm going to tell Him every single day and I'm going to keep on praying because I know He's in charge. And I'm not going to worry, I'm not going to fret, I'm not going to be mad at Him, I'm not going to be ticked off. I'm just going to be at peace. In my mind, in my emotions, because I know, Daddy God, whatever He decides is right. Now, once I come there, I'm at peace. Here's the here's conclusion. Perhaps His justice is my peace, not my answer, His justice. And this peace that I get, knowing He's a just God, it keeps me in the game. And then that peace moves me to just never give up. Never give up. And when I want to give up, I go, but I got a thousand answers. I'm coming back for a thousand one. 
wouldn't he have healed your hands by now? Well, if I was him, I would, but I'm, a, I'm not going to go out here and try to do it my own. I'm just going to come back and go, you've got the answer. I'm coming to you again. And believe that in that conversation with him, he leads me. Here's the thought for communion today as you come to take communion. I wrote this out yesterday. I thought about my 30 years of life. And I wrote down words that I've, in my humanness, have dealt with. You frustrated? Well, keep praying. Are you tired? Keep praying. You feel hopeless? Keep praying. Nothing happening? Keep praying. You want to give up? Keep praying. Feel like life is unfair? A million times over? Keep praying. Believe God isn't even listening? Just keep praying. Think God doesn't care? Keep praying. Sick of praying? <laughs> the kindness of the day, I did not get here overnight. It took a lot of struggling, a lot of why God's, a lot of where is God, a lot of why don't you God, but at 57, 56 years old, I've landed on, I'm just going to keep praying and keep coming to Him and keep believing and keep casting cares and keep trusting. Why would you do that? Because I believe He is the I am that I am. He is the way. He is the truth. He is the life. He's the life giver. He's the healer. He's the judge. He's the father. He is all in all. He is Jehovah Nisi. He's Jehovah Jireh. He's Jehovah Sidkenu. He is the Lord of all lords, the God of all gods, the King of all kings. Why would I not go to Him? And that's where I've landed. I've landed on I don't have to get what I want out of you. I just need to know who you are. And I'll keep coming to you every single day. I hope that blessed you. Stand up. Let me pray for you.